So yeah, as far as like Oprah goes, um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's it's. I never really got into that. And like when Doctor Phil kind of came around, then he got his own show. It's like I, I really didn't understand all that. But um, well, you're a Don, you? you're, you're a Donahue guy from back in the day, no? Yeah, no, big time. Donahue was, you know, I I I really really enjoyed Donahue. Montel Williams too was good. Um, what about Sally, Sally Jesse or Fio? Uh, not not terrible. Um, like. She she kind of reminded you of like your aunt that like you know like always smelled like too much perfume and had too much makeup on you know had a giant purse and she looked a little shady to me to be honest with you she she did and who was that other one uh, Jenny Jones remember her remember Jenny, Jenny Jones? Jones she was she's actually the one I'm thinking about she's the shady one she's the shady one but Sally Jesse was was kind of uh, she was all right I mean she was on longer than you think too but now Donahue as far as like those those daytime. Like Geraldo wait, wait, and wait, shit. Wait, 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 wait. It's Tuesday. It what is? the hell are we talking about this for? Oh, shit. You're right. Hit the music. Done. You know, I say this every week, but we got to fix that video. Yeah, we do. That's definitely like we need to we really need to get proactive and like change all of that, dude. Like it's, yeah, yeah, we'll take footage from the actual show and yeah. we, could, we, we could probably shoot funny, funny black and white video of us doing dumb things and put that in there. And I think that'd be better. But I, I, do you want to keep this or do you want to get no. rid of it? Yeah, we got to get rid of that. <laughs> you know, we got we got to we got to get rid of that. You got to get rid of that. Maybe keep Dave for nostalgia state. Nah, nah. I don't nostalgia. know. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not really nostalgic if he's never here. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Just Too Sweet Show, episode number eighty-nine. Wow, we're getting ever so closer to the magic one hundred. We are very excited. We hope the mm. boss is excited. By the way, the boss Ooh. is not here. The it's boss not is not here. He's not so, anywhere. So is is there the old expression where the um, cats away, the mice will play? I guess we'll see because we're already planning on violating some copyright laws. Well, oh. maybe, maybe. Yeah, well, we we're gonna att- we're gonna we're gonna attempt it. We're gonna attempt to try to, to violate some. Class. Hopefully, wherever he is on his vacation, he gets a huge email tomorrow about all the violations that we <laughs> So <laughs> and wait till Friday, dude. <laughs> Terzio, welcome, sir. Hey, Terzio, how you doing, old buddy? I know I could count on you, Terzio. Yeah, hell yeah, Terzio, we love you. Well, uh, you want to start with like good news, or do you want to start with like our usual crap, or what do you want to start with today? I think well, we should start with with the crazy stuff. Yeah, let's 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 just jump jump right into the crazy pot. I will jump right onto the crazy pot. We're going to throw this little cute little banner up here that I made before. And we're oh talk yeah, about, here we go. Here uh, we two go. separate stories. Two separate stories came out today that um, <clears throat> AEW is basically a shit show mm-hmm. backstage. Never mind yeah. in the front of the camera. We're talking backstage. Tony Khan is is uh, acting nutty, baffling. He's yelling at the announcers in their headsets, which has caused one of them to walk away. One of one of them said, "Fuck you, I quit." Uh, another was, wrestler was that, Tony, was that Tony Schiavone? No, it wasn't Schiavone. I don't know who it was. I, I didn't get. I don't know if they mentioned his name actually in that article. In that one article, I know so a wrestler I, asked for his release because he was tired of be said of abuse. 
He yeah. asked for his release. Uh, who the announcer was, I don't know. But they, they said it was, it was 10 times worse than when McMahon and Kevin Dunn was in your ear. So Ooh, basically, no. he was just screaming at you, mm. you know, screaming yeah, at you in your ear. Um, and they're saying that, you know, with this WB fucking HBO Discovery merger, that AEW's television spots are in a deep shit, too. Yes. So yes, they are. A lot, of, a lot of trouble right now. Now, yes, while they I disagree are. with Kevin Nash's assessment of it being like thunder, I do see now Cody Rhodes leaving was probably the worst thing that could possibly happen to that company. Because let's not forget, it, it was him, the Young Bucks, and Tony Khan who who created they, they were, Yeah, they were at the ground floor of that. Thank you. Yeah, especially Cody Rhodes. Cody yeah, Rhodes he was, was the guy. Was, was the, he was the the talent guy, and Tony Khan was the business guy. Cody yep. walks away, and now Khan thinks he can do everything himself. And he's finding out it's not so easy. He's finding out that he, you know, he can't do it, and he can't scream and yell and get what he wants. And you know, not only that, dude. Um, what do you want, Lauren? Oh, no, it's it's fine right there. Um, no, dude. Here's the thing. It's like I I knew something when 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 the whole Cody thing came up, and it's like, now wait a minute. He was so, and he wasn't anti WWE. He was very pro AEW, and he wanted to see this thing fly. And be honest with you, when they started it out, it was the groundwork looked good, and like we didn't hear anything about. All we heard was Tony Khan and his dad were you know putting the money up for it and this and that, and um, wrestlers were going to be like you know wrestlers were going to be booking it and this that. And it weren't going to be a hundred writers, and you know it was basically going to be like an old territory style company. Then they got the TNT deal. Then, you know, things started getting whatever. And they got Kenny Omega. Then they got Brian Danielson. And then they got all these independent stars. And I understand you want to build them up. But like you and I have talked about so many times, Tim, as soon as a WWE guy's gone, boom, they snatch him up. And it's like, it's like, really? And then it's like. And slap a belt on him, which is even worse. Slap a belt on him. And, dude, fast forward to all this, all this stuff going on now. Um, my take on it is this. Okay, so I I can see this Tony Khan erratic behavior. I can kind of like hearing it come out now. I can see how it was how it was going on based on everything you hear. Because let's be honest, the booking shit, the ma- the matchmaking is shit. The guys aren't performing. I don't feel to the level that they should be. I think they could be putting on phenomenal matches, but instead they're doing twenty eight super kicks. 88 high spots. They're all bleeding. They're all getting hurt all the time. That, I mean, that, just, that's 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 just John Moxley matches. Mm-hmm. Fucking tired. I'm so tired of that guy. But even Kenny Omega getting hurt. He's there. He gets hurt. Like, and I'll be honest with you, dude. I watched some of his matches from Japan, and like, uh, what? I'm on the air here. She thinks I'm smacking too much. Am I, Tim? I might be. Tim, Tim just kind of went like that. So, um, no, but I watched some of his Japan matches, dude. And let me tell you, they weren't bad. Like, they for for that style, the Japanese style, it was good. <clears throat> and uh, but like, I just don't feel like he's even living up to the hype that he that he that everybody made him to be. Well, that's and again, that's the problem. So, like. Uh, with CM Punk, that shit's done. Not only oh, is dude, it that... done, but 
if he disappeared forever, I would not care. No, I, I don't I even. Care. Dude, if you didn't bring his name up just now, I wasn't even thinking of him. Like that, that thing, that thing, they hyped that up so bad. And that, it was just like, like when you dump gas on the fire and it goes way up and then it comes way down and there's nothing. That's what's well, going on with that now. But it's not just that too. When he came back, he said, I'm here to get on with these younger guys and teach these younger guys and get these younger guys. I don't know if he's lost any matches yet. And then, you, and, and then you slap the world title on him. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not contributing to the younger guys that's not nope. helping the younger next generation no that's that's letting you know slapping a belt on you dude it's, and it's wrong it's wrong because they did have so many young talented guys who deserve a, a shot no nope. mjf yeah mjf yeah i mean look jungle boy is not your prototypical world champion but he no. is beyond over i would say he's the most favorite guy in that in that fucking federation mm-hmm. he, he's over his shit he is skilled. He's got his skills. He might have to work on his mic a little bit and work on, you know, a couple things here and there. Uh, I think he has to work on uh, ring mentality a little bit. But other than that, I would I, the way he is, I'd slap the belt on him just to see if he can handle it, if he could do it, because he is the most over guy. But instead, what do you do? We're gonna What's have there? we're gonna have Moxley versus Punk. We're gonna have you know this guy's a world champion. You know, the Chris Jericho's world champ. It's like, dude, you're just giving this title to the guys that don't need it at this point in their careers. Yeah. And it, and it's dumb. Well, the thing is, dude, is like, you know, and I, I, I commented on one of the things you posted in our, in our group today. Like, dude, all this really is turning out to be, and like my opinion, my opinion, this is just turning out to be Tony Khan's a wrestling fan. He's buddies with another with a couple of wrestlers who, you know, had a great idea and wanted to start a promotion. I thought it was a great idea. I didn't think it was going to turn into a shit show like this. Tony Khan's a billionaire. He bought a promotion. He got it on the air. And now it feels like to me, nobody know like I mean, you got Arn Anderson there. Why is Arn Anderson like helping book? Why is it like Regal? They got Regal commentating. Arn Anderson involved in angles. They signed Sting. Like that should be a slap in the face to some of these young guys. It's like, wait a minute. This 60-year-old guy with a bad neck comes out and is, you know, sure, he's getting over a little bit, but he's not over as he should be. Um, well, at, least, at least he's he's mostly he's, in the corner of Darby Allen. Right, but he's the thing not is... Really, but he's not out there winning titles. No, but, dude, the thing is, he's taking away and oh, time yeah, away oh, from yeah, yeah. All, all these young guys. They, dude, they could be... They should be... We should be having unknowns being built up and and helping build them up letting them become somebody and they're not or and this even, Tony like Khan said, thing even, even the guys that who who didn't get a shot your Rusevs your your fucking Cesaros you, those guys I think if they were getting their shot that's fine cuz they never had their shot in WWE they were actually ruined right but but who do you give the title to CM Punk you give the title to John Moxley you give the title to, you know, Kenny, Jer- Omega, Kenny, Kenny Omega. It's Kenny like, Omega. Does Kenny Omega no, doesn't even know the title right now? He just doesn't no, need and, it. No, and dude, they could have done Kenny Omega right if he wasn't like this, like this 16-year-old video game fucking whatever. Like, let, Kenny Omega, in my opinion, should have just went out and started being a real wrestler instead of being this, like, this, this, this fucking video game Japanese anime fan, whatever. But anyway, regardless of that, this Tony Khan bullshit, like, Dude, 
I don't know is he if he's on meth or if he's like just <laughs> lo losing it. Like, but dude, th this is trouble. And to to counter uh, to to put more onto that, I was telling you the other day, um, or maybe I was telling that my buddy Chris, I can't remember, but okay. So this whole deal, the television deal, okay, their contract is up with uh, Warner, right? Warner time. Well, we don't know yet. Warner. Warner right now is. We could do an hour just on that lunacy because. Well, that, I know that, that merger and that company are they're right. Out of control right now. But but for a fact, their contract is up, and they're cutting shows. They're cutting all sorts of shows. They're they're stopping production on like, I, I there was like eight or ten shows I saw that either weren't getting renewed or getting being stopped production. And they're and they're based on the written. Some are based on ratings. Some are based on well, we don't want to fund this anymore because it's really not doing anything. Now AEW, I mean, they got a TNT show and a TBS show, and it's like, and they're they they have actual pay per views, right? Like you have to get a pay per view from them. So, dude, underperformance is 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 not just a factor here. It's it's like you know, I think what we're seeing is like, hey, we gave you a shot, it's not working out. Now, does that mean they're not going to go on another network? Uh -oh. Where'd he go? We lost Eric. Check one, check two. Hello. Am I still on the air? Terzio, am I still on the air, Terzio? Because we lost Eric. Now I have to talk by myself. I don't like talking by myself. Okay, Terzio, I'm still here. Okay, good. I'm still here. Um, I don't know what to talk about then by myself. <laughs> uh, we lost Eric, and I just wanted to make sure I was at least still on the air. Oh, there you go. He's gone. Uh, let me... All right. So, you know what? While, I'm, while I am uh, by myself at the moment... Oh, wait. Is he coming back? Hello, hello. Hello, Eric. Nope. Uh, while I have a moment, I'm pretty sure he hasn't watched it. Oh wait, he's back. Am I here? You're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. I, I am here. Oh, you you shared me in and out. Okay. I was trying to. Um, yeah, I was, I was trying to stall. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened, dude. My internet connection was fine. It just all of a sudden just petered out on me. I had like, once in a while. Yeah. No, it's okay. So we should be good now. I have to go back and get. Uh, so no, yeah. But basically, what I was saying, like, dude, I don't. My opinion is, I. I feel like the way things are now, especially with all this stuff coming out, I mean, publicity is publicity. Anything is whatever, but I don't feel that they're going to get renewed or at least they're going to get one show taken off. That's my opinion. Well, that Friday I, show should be taken off anyway. It's a waste of fucking time. It is a waste of fucking time. It is. Stick stick to your one show and be happy about that. The only, yeah. the only, the only thing about that is when you say when you go see them live, you see three shows. They film all well, three in one in one shot. Well, not only that, dude, they're, they're an upstart company, okay? They shouldn't be worried about getting 10 shows and all this shit. It's like, dude, start low. Build. You're, they're, like you, Here we go again. They're not building their guys that they should be. They're not building the young guys. They're, like you said, they're throwing titles on everybody else. I think they did this all ass backwards. And the Thunder feel comment, I feel it's Thunder-ish. I mean, well, I, I, think, I think he's talking about probably um, – morale and maybe stuff like that yeah the thunder was 
was a shit show. From well, Thunder was a very, but I think he's calling the whole thing a shit show. You know, yeah. it's no, I see it now. I mean, I see it because I said, and I, and Cody Rhodes is probably the main reason why this shit, this place is falling down. Because, like you said, you got a businessman, a wrestling fan, trying to do both ends now: do do creative, yeah. do talent, and take care of the money side of it. It ain't gonna work. And no. I don't think the young bucks who are in, who are involved financially, I don't think they're involved creatively or anything otherwise. So they're missing Cody Rhodes right now, big time. Yeah, and like I said, I think his vision was to have an upstart, you know, quote territory unquote company. Like you know, hey, let's let's start this. And Cody was cool with not having titles. He was cool putting people over. Like CM Punk's not putting anybody over. John Moxley, all he cares about is being all like it's like, dude, that's not even like that's not even fun anymore. Like, I mean, I want to see I myself and other fans that I've talked to, even diehard AEW fans, want to see fucking wrestling again. And Triple H is striking at the right time while the iron's hot. He is and dude, Triple H is smart. I got a feeling that Triple H like Jim Cornette said that. He's like, give it two weeks and see how the if the changes stay in effect and if things get better. And dude, I just have to tell you, I think they're gonna. I think Triple H I is think gonna so be too. great. He's yeah, I he's really already do. he's already got the locker room beyond excited. And I know some of the AEW people that jumped are probably like, God damn it, you know, now they do all this, now this this happens, now Vince is gone. Well, and yeah, you gotta, them. you gotta bide your time, man. It's like, you know, it's like well, the, he reset the tag team champions for the women. He stripped uh, Naomi and Sasha, which is the right thing to do. But they are coming back. They are yep. re-signed. They will be coming back. Yep. Um, now you got guys popping up. Dexter Loomis popped up last night. And if you paid attention to Raw, which you know I really rarely do, but I just happened to catch it in three different segments, I believe. If you look you, in you the don't background. Watch, you don't watch much Raw? I don't watch it the way I used to watch it. I mean, I, okay. I kind of watch it like on fast forward because like I okay. want to see the wrestling. I don't want to see the bullshit. Right. But I, I just happened to be watching an interview with the girls last night. And in the background, there was a car crash. And I'm like, is no one going to acknowledge why there's a fucking car crash back there? <laughs> and then like, at the end, at the end of the show, AJ Styles is celebrating his win. And you look in the crowd, there's these cops beating on this guy and arresting him. And I'm like, is, is, no is, shit. is, this, is this kayfabe or is that really someone getting beat up? Finally, AJ Styles walked over and was looking at it. I said, "Oh no, this is storyline." Because now AJ is paying attention to it. And when the guy picked his head up and they ripped his hood off, it was fucking Dexter Loomis, good wrestler who was fired by Vince. He's back. So again, he's here's, back. here's Triple H bringing all these fan favorites guy guys back. He's bringing who are the that, two? That, who that are the two that he girl? brought back? The the guy with the with the valet. Who was that? Uh, Carrie and Cross and uh, yes. what's her name? I forget the blonde girl's name already. Scarlet. Scarlet, yeah, he them they're back already, and and supposedly going after Roman right off the bat. Nice. So I mean, he's he's doing what he has to do so far. Not and not only that, I think it's a good idea because you know what, get that shock factor in. You say, look, I'm fucking, I mean business. This is what it, this is what we're doing. We're going, we're we're going back to a formula that worked. We're not going to get all Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, stupid. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, if I was Kevin Dunn, like, dude, I'd be shitting bricks. Like, I really would be. I would walk away. I'd walk away yeah, now. To save. Unless he's waiting for dude, severance. <laughs> well, he's already going to have it. Like, I, because Lauren Itis even, they even said, remember when this first whole thing broke out with Vince? 
they even said that Laurinaitis is going to get like a he's no matter what happens, um, even if he gets let go, he's going to have like a major major severance. Oh, like so, he's he doesn't care. Probably doesn't even care if his fucking wife leaves him. Obviously, he's cheating on her. So, the guy's been in wrestling for forty years. I don't think anyone gives a yeah. shit anymore at this point. No, but yeah, Kevin Dunn. You know what? Kevin Dunn's got to go. Kevin Dunn's got to go. I want. I want. Listen, it makes sense. But let we go. Leave HBK down in NXT. Yep. Uh, but I want these guys. I mean, I wish they can get Regal back now, but they can't. But I would. I would have. Are you sure? They can't. Is he under contract? Pay. Yes, they already said they. They there was already announced. Because you know Tony Khan's on the on the he's on the defensive now. Before he, oh, was he on is. the attack, now he's on the defensive because he's like, yeah. He he made a quote saying, uh, "I don't care." Adam Cole signed here for six more years. This one signed here for this money. This one signed here for this one. So he's like he's on the defense because he knows that Triple H's people want to go back. Yeah, I guarantee you, know? you Regal wants to go back. He's and probably Adam thinking Cole, Adam Cole's one of his guys too. I guarantee he wants to go back, but he's stuck. He's stuck, Mark. Well, you know what, Tim? Hey, listen. If things go down in AEW, and look, I don't want them to fold, dude. But no, like, if something if something happens and they do have to shut down, dude, they they're out of their contracts, man. They can go do what they want. I mean, I'm sure some will stick it out and stay. But dude, how cool would that be if like there was a way Regal got out of it? Because I'm a, you know how big of a fan of Regal I am, dude. And well, the, st- the stage has been set now. Which, by the way, because on AEW, uh, remember they were the undisputed elite. It was Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, um, yep. what's his name? I always forget the other guy's name. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, the Young yep. Bucks, Kenny Omega. They were all called the Undisputed Elite. Yeah. Uh, well, that ain't happening no more because they just yep. fucking beat the shit out of the Bucks. Adam Cole and and O'Reilly uh, and Fish beat the shit out of the Bucks. They're gone. Yeah. They're separate. That's that. What that means is Omega's coming back soon. It has to mean that's what he's coming back because now Probably. they have they have they have the triple the trios belts. So you know yep. you're gonna have Omega and the fucking Bucks going after Adam Cole. And, why aren't uh, they? Why aren't they giving a rub to the Freebirds on this man? Have they? Not yet. They should. But they that kind of pisses yet. me off, man. That kind of. I'm sure. Me I'm off. sure they're gonna mention them once the tournament starts. No, the Fred was Freebirds. This and that. You know. They, 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 yeah. yeah. Freebird but, rules. I like that. Freebird rules. Yeah. So, but, but uh, yeah, Triple H has been doing his thing lately. Yeah. You know, people are actually excited and happy. And I bet people like, uh, what's her name? Ruby, Ruby, the Ruby girl, the punk girl. Uh, Ruby Stone or whatever? She, she, whatever she is now. She got fired and signed to AEW, got promised the world, and this girl is not even on TV. Nope. You know what I mean? It sucks. And is it, is it fun? I mean, dude, I understand, like, sitting out, making money, and they're not using you, but they're paying you. But, dude, I would want to be working in wrestling, man. Like, I if would rather. That, especially if you're that young. Yeah, I would want to be wrestling. Be out there. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to sit and fucking think like the WCW guys who sat for two years and just collected a paycheck. Fuck that, man. I'd fucking. I would want to be out there working, honing my craft, like saying, "Hey, look, this is. I want to be here. I want to work." You know, yeah, like Triple H did when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Remember that? So that's right. But anyway, what well, else we got? Put it up here. They got Razor Ramon's 30th anniversary of his debut today. Was today? Wow, no shit. That's awesome. That is awesome. Is um, good. Never happened. Nope. Never. See, see, never CM happened. Punk's a, a butt hurt bitch. He, he is a butt hurt. <laughs> see, because he he look look at look at Karma. Karma just bit him in the ass. He was mm-hmm. so happy when Vince got his legal troubles and and celebrating and laughing. And guess yeah. what? Now, now your what? company's in deep shit because your your owner's going fucking Lulu. Yeah. What a fucking cuck he is, man. Fucking fuck CM Punk. 
I'm the greatest in the world. You know what? There was a time I would have said he's probably this and for this day and age, one of the better wrestlers. He's not the best, but one of the better ones. But dude, when you start believing your own hype, like you're not Bret Hart, you're not Shawn Michaels, you're not John Cena, even you're not you're not Kurt Angle, you're not Steve Austin, you're not Randy Savage, dude. You're not even in their class. You're not. It's true. Very true. You're um, not. We'll, we'll move on to this one now. This this past Sunday was biography was Lex Luger, and rivals. How, was, did you see well, that? Did you see I it? I watched it. Uh, How was and, it? And and just like Lex Luger, it was boring. <laughs> well, okay. I thought it was boring. But Lex, um, I don't think he deserved. I get it. I said it before when he had his Legends special come out, the one on the, one on the network. Yeah. I just don't think he deserves all this accolade. I don't think he's that good. I don't no. think he has enough titles. I don't think he is good enough to deserve any of these accolades that he's getting. And the episode I mean, was kind of boring. I mean, think about it, dude. Like, they tried making him the next Hulk Hogan in the WWF with the American and. And the Yokozuna thing. And, dude, excuse me, you're working with probably one of the greatest in-ring workers as Yokozuna. Everybody's going to say, oh, he's a big guy, whatever. Dude, Yoko could fucking work. And if you were in there with Yoko, dude, you were having a good fucking match. Mm. And, dude, he couldn't even, Yoko couldn't even carry him. So what's that tell you? Well, the funny part of it was Bret Hart, you know, and, and Grumpy Bret was out of course. But he, I think he maybe feels a little bad because Luger's in the wheelchair and stuff or whatever. But he, right. was, he was knocking him, but he wasn't. He was knocking like, him, but he was like, oh, but Luger was had the physique. Luger had this. Luger oh, he had did. Probably, probably the best wrestling body ever. But well, he wasn't a good worker. You know, no. like it was that kind of thing. Did you ever hear the story that Owen said the one time when they were doing a tour um, overseas? And it was Owen and the Bulldog. No, it was Owen and Yoko versus the Bulldog and uh, Luger. And Owen told the Bulldog, he goes, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking ribbing him during the, during the match. So he goes, don't get mad if it gets shitty. He's like, all right, do whatever you got to do. So Owen uh, set him up, and he had him against the ropes. And he said, you know, he, he was calling, calling a spot. So Owen said, flying schoolboy. So he threw him into the ropes, and Luger kind of, like, walked and kind of, like, stopped and did whatever. And Owen kind of did a crisscross, and Luger just stopped in the middle of the ring, and Owen gave him one of those kicks and shit. Dude, it was so great. Owen made him look so bad. It was so great. Oh, and Owen was famous for that. He was famous for that. And Owen, you're hard-pressed to name a better worker than him. It's true. Uh, but as far as the special goes, I'll never have to watch it again. I said it was very boring. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people, including you know, Flair. Flair was pissed because I remember when they, when they first was coming up, uh, they stuck him with Flair to do an hour. Yeah, and, do a Broadway. They wanted him and, to do a Broadway. And Flair was pissed because he's like, I, I have to carry this fucking kid now for six for an hour because I, you know, because he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> first, 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 he came and he was just this big steroid guy from Florida. Then they threw him with J.J. Dillon. Then they threw him in the Horseman. Then they threw him out of the Horseman. Then they threw him with Barry Windham. Then Barry went to the Horseman. And then they were trying to feud him with, like you said, with Flair and dude. He was like this close to getting over, but his work rate, I don't think, like you're saying, I just don't think it was, you know, it just, it, it, he lacked. He really did. Wrestling and, body, great. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the best. Probably one of the best. Top not five. Over, not, not overdone. Not, you know, it was still good. Mm. But what I, what I liked was they were talking about when he lost. Well, no, he beat Yoko. But he by did. count out. By count out. Count out. 
Yep. And they and and uh, Pritchard and and fucking Cornette all said he was done after that. How yeah. do you not give him the title after all that fucking hype, the cross country mm-hmm. bus? And you Dude. Does it when he goes, he was done after that. He was yep. completely done. No one gave a shit after that. And nope. all of them, like, yeah, the, the gimmick was stale, you know, and everything was done. So uh, that's why he probably left. And, and Bischoff offered him 150000 hoping he wouldn't take it. He offered yep. him 150000 as an insult because he was making yep. seven fifty with the WWF. Yep. And uh, he's gonna offer him 150, and this way Sting, I can tell Sting I tried. Fucking guy took the money. I guess that's how tired he was of you know that too. Took the money. So, but you know, as far as uh, is it worth watching? I guess once. Yeah. What's the Rivals one all about? What was that? Rivals was WWF first WCW. Now, now you're thinking <laughs> this is gonna be good. Bless you. Right. You're thinking this is gonna be good, but but it wasn't. Ev- everything. No, but you know what it is. If you have the network, the WWE network, again, I'm shouting a free uh, free promo out for them. All you got to do is watch the Monday Night War special. Yeah. That's what this is. This is pales in comparison to that. Was it 10 parts? 10, 11 yeah. part documentary, the, the, the Monday Night Nitro War. Way yeah. fucking better than this. Way better. No Light shit. years better. Light years better. I mean, huh. the, the only funny thing was Nash, Kevin Nash does the uh, rival show. They have a round oh, table. They have a table oh, does. Of, of wrestlers, and he's one of the guys. He made some funny ass comments about you know what was going on. Dude, he's he he he's he's so great, dude. He's he's you know, quick, pe- and people hate him. But you know what? He's just fucking brutally honest. He is people, brutally honest. People can't fucking take that shit. And he and he's kind of dicky when he does it, but he is. I, he I, does I, it in a in listen, a good he's way. One of my fa- he's one of my faves. But the guy's yeah. A dick. He could be a real oh, dick when he wants. He can to. be he can be a giant dick, but it's funny. Like you said, it's really funny. So, I mean, that was that. Um, but, Eric, I know I have to make a special announcement, though. Do it. We know that the Dwayne The Rock Johnson mm-hmm. watches watches this show. He does watch this show, as a matter he of wa- fact. We know that for a fact. She watches this show, and he heard us talking, especially you, about the territory system back in the day. He watched this show, said, that's a great idea. So he went really? to Vice, he went to Vice, the people who make Dark Side of the Ring, the same people who make it, and produced the brand new show coming out, Tales from the Territories. Wow. Wow. So he really they, went through with it. He went through with it. It looks fantastic. And wow. for the first time, we're actually going to show the goddamn trailer for it right now because we are. Is, we is this a world premiere on world the Justin premiere. Sweet show? That's right. Hey. World premiere for us. World premiere trailer. Let's do it. How do you make it bigger, Eric? By the way, you have to go back. Uh, to the... you, you go to the YouTube screen and you go down. To the, there you go. You did it. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. It's my first. My first time. You're 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 a, you're a, a producer in training. Sweet. All right. So here it is. The trailer for Tales from the Territories. I don't know how loud it's going to be either. By the way, that's Let me okay. Let me know how, lo- me know how loud it is. I will. This is where it all began. Canvas, Perfect. rope, and steel. The fabled squared circle. Travel to the golden age of professional wrestling, when the industry was divided into local territories, when wrestlers lived and breathed their characters 24-7, risked their lives to protect the wrestling business, and fought for real, inside and outside of the ring. It was the wild, wild west of pro wrestling. You know their names. You have no idea where they came. Own chilling tales of triumph, violence, and perseverance. 
told by the legends who live in it. Next time when you kill the son of bitches. My dad stretched his shit on This is where it all began. From executive producers, yours truly, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Danny Garcia, and the creators of Dark Side of the Ring. These are Tales from the Territories. Coming this October on Vice TV. Oh, dude, this is going to be, dude. Dude, this is going to be so great. That's going to be your show. Yeah, this is going to be so great. That is definitely going to be your show. I said, Rock, watch this show and said, holy shit, these guys are right. I think I better get my own show going. And, I, and he did it. Well, we know he did because The Rock actually uh, commented on one of your uh, posts that you put up and, and, and liked it. I remember that. So so I I, mean, I know what you're excited for, but I, I, I say I'm excited. I want I want the stories of them living the gimmick. I think yeah, that's my favorite too. part of the old days. The old days when you bad guys had to be bad guys 24-7. Good guys being good guys all the time is boring. But I want to see Kamala be Kamala. Like, I want yeah. to see Kamala walk into a fucking store and tell a story about well, how old he is that. But I mean, you know what I mean. He he, how he had to be Kamala in a store. Or dude. Abdul the Butcher had to be crazy in real life because that's his character. That's the shit I'm looking forward to. But, dude, listen. On what you're saying, the good guys, actually, the, the guys that portrayed, portrayed the baby faces, a lot of them in real life were assholes. Because, like, dude, Brian Pillman, when he was first, he was a big baby face. He was a great baby face in, in WCW and in NWA. Flying flying he was Brian. flying Brian. Dude, he was well-liked. He was loved. Dude, out of the ring, dude, he was a fucking fucker. Well, like, he was... Drugs, all the shit. Well, oh, he was. He's doing too. drugs, sleeping with women, fucking like, oh, dude, it was. He was crazy. It was so fucked up. So yeah, it, it contrasts with faces as it does with heels. So, dude, I'm excited, man. Uh, what were you thinking? I'm gonna be excited about. On, no, uh, just the whole territory. System yeah, the whole, no, the whole thing. Yeah, dude, I cannot wait for like, dude, we're gonna have so much fun. We might have to while this season airs, dude. We might have to do our show. And then we might have to do like a regular or or a, or a special like uh, like special show during the week of this just to talk about it. Good night, Terzio. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Good night, Terzio. Thanks, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. We might have to like once a month or every two weeks like catch up on whatever and like, dude, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot really, of fun. Really, really, really good show. Yeah, I hope they keep making more of these, and I hope Dark Side of the Ring comes back too. But they, that was up in the air. But I have a feeling they're gonna come out with another. Especially no, if did, these guys are working with this. Did you hear? No, you didn't hear. They they issued a statement after like two, three weeks after all the speculation and everybody's going, "Oh, I guess it's over." They put out a thing said, "Notice, we are not, we oh, are not right. discontinuing. We are right. actually in production as we speak of season four. Four. Yep, four. He really? said, as we speak, we're in production. And, dude, they're definitely coming back with Dark Side of the Ring. Definitely. Awesome. That is completely I can't wait for that shit. Um, I mean, that was pretty much all the renews that we had to run through right now. So we're, we're actually we're gonna we're gonna have Eric, why don't you tell us about the special treat we're gonna watch and hopefully not get sued for? Um, well, tonight, Tim, I thought it would be it'd be nice because uh, with all the controversy going on right now with AEW and the comparisons to WCW and Tony Khan and all this stuff, um, I thought it would be fun. So, as we both know, uh, the shoot interview has become has taken a life of its own, and because of the shoot interview, we we get to hear the sides of of behind the scenes and how it was, how what things happened through individual wrestlers. You know what I mean? And some of them are like, as we've seen on a lot of them kind of full of shit. Some of them give you the bare basics of everything, but so 
let's go back in time, Tim, to the territories when there was really three big ones. The three big ones being the WWF or WWWF, the NWA, and the AWA. Now, that's that was the American Wrestling Association out of Minnesota, Vern Gagne. And, dude, from the 40s to the 70s, they were hot. I mean, there's another shoot interview, uh, another thing we're going to pick apart, too. If we have time today, maybe we'll do it. But if not, we're definitely going to do it again. Actually, we might because it's only like 10, 15 minutes long. But anyway, Hogan played an integral part in the AWA and, it, and an integral part in him coming to the WWF as one of their failures. But anyway, that being said, the AWA was a promotion uh, uh, from Minnesota. Had a lot of top guys. A lot of big stars were formed from there. But Greg Gagne, who was uh, Vern's son, um, so here there's, goes the nepotism. Like, we've seen all the, like, things. Who was the worst promoter's son that worked? Like, Mike Graham, uh, George Goulas, uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett. Obviously, he's one of the better ones. But Greg Gagne was actually on top. And I, it's funny, Tim, real quick, uh, side note. You know how, like, they have local commercials and, like, you have local celebrities? Like, dude, he was in a lot of local commercials for the Minnesota area, Greg was, with, like, football players and hockey players and stuff. So he was popular regionally. But Greg Gagne was a tag team partner of Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. They were called the High Flyers. And then he was also worked in the office, helped his dad book and everything. But um, uh, uh, Kayfabe Commentaries did a uh, segment, um, like a special, uh, so, some episodes called Back to the Territories. Here we go, talking territories again. That's what this, ep- that's what this uh, series was called. And Jim Cornette actually hosted some of them. And he's hosting this one. So he's interviewing Greg Gagne, okay? Now, as we watch this, and this is the first time you're seeing it, correct, Tim? Correct. You're going to hear some shit. And Eric Bischoff actually replied to a lot of this, and I'm, we're not going to get into all that because, you know, you can, you can go find Eric's rebuttal of it if you type it into YouTube. You Just type in Eric Bischoff, Greg Gagne, and you'll find everything you need. But we're going to watch what caused all this. Now, Greg Gagne spouts off a lot of stuff and I'm telling you, like, Tim, your, your jaw is going to drop on some of the things that he said. So let's watch. And then afterwards, you and I will react to um, this segment of Greg Gagne's Back to the Territory episode hosted by Jim Cornette. And Jim's, you know how Jim is. Jim's, you know, he's pretty fired up a little, but then he backtracks a little. And then, you know, he's Jim's Jim. But anyway, uh, let's let's watch this, Tim. And I'm I really am super super. I mean, I just can't wait until you. I re, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say, and I want you to pick up on it too, because like you're gonna be like what? Then you're gonna be like what? So I I just cannot so, so, wait. So, so get get ready to pause. Oh yeah, no no I'll. We'll comment. We'll instead of letting it run all the way through, we'll stop and comment in the middle. Yeah, well, we'll absolutely. Funny happens. Yeah, just tell me. Just just tell me when. Uh, tell me when you want it, and we will do it. But, ladies and gentlemen, here is the segment of Greg Gagne talking about Eric shooting on Eric Bischoff on Back to the Territories from Kayfabe Commentaries. Uh, go ahead and give them a like and a, and a share and a subscribe on YouTube because they got uh, they really have a lot of fantastic um, episodes and shows. So here we go. 
This is Greg Gagne shooting on Eric Bischoff. But uh, somebody else that was a salesman, he was trying to sell How's your volume, everything Tim? he could at that point, especially himself, he did that you job. gave a start to in the industry was Eric Bischoff. Oh, yeah. It's your that. fault. It is. <laughs> how, did he, how did he come to you? How did he get started? And where did he go from there? He came to us and he wanted to, he was selling ninja suits for kids <laughs> out of his trunk. <laughs> and the stars, the fighting stars. Mark so he, he came in and he wanted to buy time on there to somebody and then he wanted to buy the time. So really, I don't know what he was really doing there. But Vince had taken our last announcer and we were doing interviews and we had nobody to do interviews. Am I crunching and too loud? Eric was talking and Dad thought he was no, a right. talker. He said, uh, why don't you guys take him in there and work with him for a couple of days, see what you can do with him. And that's how he ended up doing our interviews. Wow. Then Jim heard the genius he was. He came up and wanted to work with us, but he didn't want Vern involved. Now, that's a good way to present it to Vern, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't want I you mean, involved. I don't, I don't want you. You know too much about wrestling. I don't want you yeah. involved. Well, Hurd was Dude, a master that of shirt. diplomacy. Oh, my God. You know. stupid. Yeah, I want so, that shirt bad. We had the meeting with him, and my dad. The Cornette one, right? I believe this son of a bitch. Cornette one, yeah. It's so great. It's so great. So Hurd goes back, and, about, and, and Bischoff, we're, we're nearly, you know, and Bischoff, God, I, you know, I got to find work somewhere. So Hurd calls me, and he said, hey. I'll pay you at X amount, X amount of dollars under the table to put our TV show on in place of yours. And I said, pardon me? I, I said, you're going to do what? He said, I'm going to pay you, and then I'm going to give you a contract with us to put our show on in place of your show in Minneapolis. I said, so, Jim, what you're telling me I'm going to do is I'm going to fuck my dad and put our show in, and then I'm going to have a contract with you. I just want to get And basically straight. run opposition yeah. to yourself. Right. Is, yeah. is that what you're saying? He said, yes. And I said, fuck you. And I hung <laughs> up. <laughs> so then um, Bischoff came to me, and he said, I got to get a job. Can you get me a job in the, in the industry? And I thought, oh. I called her. I said, Jim, I'm not going to put my dad's show. I'm not going to put your show on. I'm not calling for that. But we got this kid, Bischoff. And he wants to be an announcer. Can you use him down there in any shape, way, or form? So they took him down there. That's how he got the job. And then later on, he was able to get people to manufacture letters of recommendation for him, saying that, uh, because I talked to actually one of them who shall remain nameless, but he's a guy that had worked around the business for quite a period of time. And he, at the time, was working in your office. You probably think of the name in your head, but... He wrote a letter saying that Eric Bischoff was responsible for creative and this and that in the AWA in return for Bischoff said, you write me this letter and I get this job. I'm going to bring you down here and I'm going to hire you and blah, blah, blah. Well, and they Mike did and he Mike didn't. Shields or... Uh, I didn't say that or, name. No. I did not say that name one time that I said that That's it was Mike Shields that used to work for Jerry Jarrett and Nick well, Lewis there was in one Tennessee. Other guy. And, the other one was Joe Kupik, who was a young guy. And Joe said Eric promised him a job down there, and he never. Well, is that, see, there was more than one. Right, there, there was, was more than one. Yeah, so there was actually more than two because I never heard of Joe Kupik, and I still uh, know yeah. a couple. But anyway, yeah, falsifying records—that was Bischoff's mo. That's why I always said that he convinced the TBS executives that he's the one that served second course to Last Supper, and that's why they went, let him be the head waiter. <laughs> so, well, you know, I hate—I hate to, I hate to uh, you know, really talk bad about anybody or put them down 
especially on a video like this, but I guess it's about time. Sure, go ahead. All right. So we got <laughs> there. Look how happy Cornette is. Me oh, dude, he lit right up, didn't he? He said, "Hey, I would like you to come down and and uh, work for us." He said, "Here's here's here's where I think you can help us." He said, "None of my guys can see the long range. They're all used to booking weekly territories, and with pay-per-views and that, you have to look down the road." And that's what Vern did best, and I'm sure he taught you because I've been around you. I said, "Yeah, I can do that." And he said, "Okay, I'm going to get you a contract. Why don't you come down and met with them?" They gave me a contract, X amount of dollars, and I said, "Well, Bill, that's not enough." I said, here's what I would like. I would like, if the ratings come up, I want X amount of dollars for every point that comes up. Every pay-per-view that comes up, I want X amount of dollars, and so on and so forth. He said, okay. So my lawyer wrote it up. He hired me. I brought him down. The first day I'm in a meeting with uh, Jim Ross, Bill Watts, uh, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Dew, Bob Dew, and uh, somebody else was in there. And they said, well, okay. And in the meantime, Bischoff had called me two days before I'm going to start down. He says, hey, what do you think has to be done down here to change this thing around? I said, well, what are they trying to do? And if you're trying to compete with McMahon, you guys are way off base. There's a lot of you have to do. Here's what you have to. You have to get a new look on TV. You have to do this, this, and this. So I get down there and have the meeting with Bill. And he says, what do we need to do? And I said, well, Bill, first we've got to turn. If you're going to compete with them, you've got to get the big look. You got, you got some talent here. Now you need the big look. And you got to figure out if this is what you guys really want to do. And uh, we went and blah, blah, blah about this and that. And I said, you have to have that long-range production. He's produced, uh, you know, your tape-reviews at the end of the year, where you're going with it. He said, can you do that? I said, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, lay me out, lay it out and bring it back tomorrow. So I laid out a whole year for him. Brought it back to him. They all looked at it, and I said, the other thing you have to do, if you're, go you're going national and you want to you get over in Minneapolis and you want to get over in the Midwest, Jim Ross, you've got, you've got to tone it down. People in the Midwest can't stand that twanging, screaming of yours. <laughs> well, that really sit over well with Hey, me. now! To, to this day, he won't talk to me. But I, I, I flail at you, sir, on behalf of all of us Southerners. So I kind of, uh -huh. you know, really laid it out to everybody what I thought should be done. Maybe it's not the right way, but this is, if you're asking me, this is what you have to do. And really you can't compete with McMahon. Um, he does it better than anybody. You have to find your own niche. And I think I've got an idea for that, but I'm not gonna, we'll, we'll go down the road with that one. So in the meantime, two days later, Bill says, oh shit, they got this, they're, they're trying to hire an executive producer here. I said, well, you want me to go down there and interview for it? He said, they got Bischoff down there. They got Tony Schiavone. They have uh, Joe Petticino and uh, David Crockett. I said, well, the executive producer, aren't they going to call it? No, no, I call the shots. So about four or five days later, we're, we're in South Carolina. Bill comes walking in. He's got my contract. He said, I wouldn't sign this. I said, why? He said, I get fired today. Bischoff's <laughs> your new boss. And I said, Bischoff's our boss. I said, you got to be kidding me. Eric had taken everything I wrote. I told him on the phone, wrote it down, and that was his presentation to him. Wow. I can believe that. So Ooh. now they had let Dusty off for a month. They were letting him off for a month, and then Mike Graham and I were supposed to book, book the stuff, give Dusty a break. So we're in there, and you know, Turner, you have seven, eight, nine shows to do. Yeah. We're laying out shows, and Bischoff comes walking in. He says, there, guys, there's your contract. Just sign it right down there. 
And I said, well, I want to take it home this weekend and my lawyer look at it. I said, has anything changed? No, same contract. I said, Eric, we're right in the middle of TV. I'm not going to sign a contract until I take it home and look at it. I said, no, get, get out of here. Yeah. So he left, came back five, six times. And Mike and I are losing him. We're ready to kill him. You know, we're right in the middle of this thing. <laughs> he throws it down. I said, has it changed? No. I said, okay, boom, and I signed the freaking thing. So the TV ratings start coming up. Pay-per-view increases a little bit. So I said, hey, Eric, where's, my, where's our bonuses? Mike and I have bonuses coming in our contracts. Oh, you don't have any bonuses? I said, what do you mean? I looked at it. There was nothing in there. I found out later he took all our stuff and put it in his contract. <laughs> well, at least somebody got it. Then. Somebody so, got it. You know. Right? So he's got me once. So we're driving back from South Carolina or somewhere. He says, Greg, how can we get this thing going? I said, Eric, <clears throat> right now you guys are trying to do what McMahon's doing, and you can't do it as well as him. The only thing that's going to give you a jump start here is bring Hogan in here. You got Flair, bring Hogan in here. Well, all right, all right. Hang on. All right, so let's pause it here for a minute, Tim. So, initial, initial thoughts here. Um, just by his tone, and just by the way his mannerisms and the way he's speaking, what are your vibes you're getting right now from him? Well, when he was telling the story about the changes that he would make, I was like, "That's all Bischoff stuff," because I remember Bischoff said the exact same thing that he's saying mm -hmm. um you know the getting rid of the southern announcers uh yep you know that all that shit that was bishop so that was all his now we so, find out that it's not that's that's pretty interesting that's interesting so here we go let's uh continue because now we got a hot we got a hot name up now we got hogan so let's find out uh what the deal is with 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 hogan okay here we go i said well i can call him I'll get him in here, but if I get Hogan in here for you, I want part of his pay-per-view. I want a little percentage off that when it goes up. I want some of his merchandising, and I want a little piece of his contract. You get that in writing from Bill Shaw, and I'll get him. Two days later, he comes back to me and says, can you get Hogan? I said, I've talked to him. He'll listen. Did you get the deal from Shaw? Bill's going out of town Friday. He'll get it to you before Friday. This was like on a Wednesday. I said, well, I better have it Friday or I'm not going to call him. And he said, um, all right. So then the following Monday, I come into the office. There's a big sign. They welcome Hogan. They flew down to him on Friday and signed him. <laughs> and I got nothing. Well, you, got a, you got a big sign that said, welcome home, Hulk. Well, now, now I'm furious. I'm ready to kill this son of a bitch. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're moving along and you know right away we lay out the first pay-per-view for Hogan and Flair and they want to put them in a cage and I said Jesus guys you don't need it here's the two biggest stars of the of the last how many years yeah. all you need do some publicity in USA newspaper like they do with boxing put their pictures in there and here's the big match then they want Sherry Martell in there and they end up doing the cage everything that I said not to do they did and uh, so now a good friend of mine who ran the Goodwill Games for Turner Broadcasting, Jack, um, Jack Kelly, calls me up. He says, hey, come on down here a minute. I need some help with something. So I go down the hall and I talk to Jack. He said, Turner just lost his TV in Russia. He said, uh, 
do you know anybody? And I said, well, yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, Vernon and I just two weeks ago met with Alexander Karelin. Karelin was the Olympic gold medal winner for the uh, for four 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 in a the row. The experiment. The experiment. Right? You yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah. Six six five six six three percent body fat. We're at to the University of Minnesota. He's going to train with the weights. He's going to do bench presses. He lays down. He starts bench press. So how many is he going to do? And the guy says fifteen minutes with three hundred pounds. He times his bench presses yeah. rather 15 than count them. minutes, 300 pounds, okay. and we're watching this. Then he takes Michael Foy and the two Morgan brothers, who are all three on the Olympic team. He takes on all three of them and pins all three of them in about, I don't know, 45 seconds. And these are guys that are going to wrestle in the Olympics. So I said, I, I went and met with Hogan. I said, here, they need help. They want to get, Turner wants his TV back in Russia. I can get him on. We can sign this Karelin but you'll have to work with them and we'll train them but i would like to put them on tv for a year before we do this and really get them established and he can beat sting he can beat flair and beat all these guys we'll build them for this thing we'll do three pay-per-views we'll do one in russia never been done there we'll do one back here and we'll do a third one the neutral one in, in japan yeah okay and i know for a fact vince his interest was peaked in the experiment in the 96, 97 time period, because he talked about him a number of times, and Bruce was all fired up for him. He wouldn't go with anybody but Werner I, the trainer. Mm. Yeah, well, this, this yeah. was after it was this a moot point right. that he wasn't going to do yeah. any, any wrestling, though. So, um, so anyhow, so then I, Bischoff calls me into the office, and um, he says, hey, what can we do to really change this? I mean, we got Hogan, we got Flair. We've done. I said, Eric, here's the easiest thing, okay? Where are your ratings bad? Where are they bad? Let's take a look at the map. Okay, Midwest, South, okay? There's where you're weak. Talk to Vern, give him a, give him, pay him for the AWA, whatever that number is. NWA, <clears throat> if you have to pay somebody, pay. You got the AWA, the NWA, Hogan, Champion AWA, Flair champion of the NWA. There's your, there it is. Here's your strength. When you run a card in Denver, you put two or three matches from the AWA and two or three matches from the NWA on and the, on the, the super, card. And the super cards and, that they never and, got to see. And now you've got, you got, your, you got hmm. your WrestleMania, something McMahon cannot do. You can have crossovers. Flair started in the AWA. He can jump over here. An invasion angle of sorts. Right. Hmm. You know, you don't have to. He, he takes me into the people I presented to. He said, it'll never work. Two days later, I went home. He calls me up and he said, uh, hey, there's, I'm packing to go to Orlando for TV. He says, there's no need to come to TV. And I said, what do you mean there's no need to come to TV? He said, you're done. I said, what do you mean I'm done? He went behind my back. I heard about I heard about this Russian and what you want to do. How could you go by my back? I said, well, let's see, Eric. You fucked me twice. Should I go for a third time? <laughs> I mean, why would I come to you with and this? He's, he's awful big on firing people on the phone, isn't he? Right. Ole, Austin, you. So I flew down to Atlanta, and I was going up on that 14th floor, and honest to God, I was going to throw him out that window. That's how I was so freaking mad. I would have I I I knocked the shit out of him. But anyhow, that's how it ended. Then they come back and they do the WCW and the NWO. But I didn't tell them how to, they couldn't keep it running. They had McMahon on the ropes. 
but they yeah. didn't know how to keep it going. And that's because Hogan and Nash and uh, what's the other big kid? Hall. Hall are calling, kind of calling the shots and flair, and they don't, they know how to get themselves established, but they don't know how to bring around these other guys to help with the card, make the card better, and prepare them to take over. They became the other guy. Everybody else on the card became the cannon fodder to right. keep this oh, to keep yeah. them going, rather than helping getting the other guy. That's when they had Del Wilkes down there. They should have taken him and made a big star out of him, but they didn't know. It's not they didn't want to do it; they didn't know how to do it. That's the Patriot, right, Del Wilkes? Yep, Del Wilkes was was the uh, he was the he was the Patriot. So, um, uh, somebody else. So Tim, so that's that's the uh, that is the there there's the uh, Greg Gagne shoot on Eric Bischoff. Now, am I wrong, or am I sensing that Greg Gagne is? Partially taking credit for planting the seed for the new world order. Uh, yes, but Eric Bischoff admits that he took that idea from Japan. Right, new right. Japan, new Japan had the group within a group trying to take over. So that's where I thought the idea came from, and he never tried to hide that. As far as this territory versus territory thing going on, yeah, he seems to be <laughs> well. Well, think about it. The NWO was at first we thought was a whole different thing, and it was them versus them. So the invasion thing with the guys coming in, it's like, dude. So seriously, do you think Greg Gagne? Do you think anything? Okay, first off, is is he really telling the truth? I, there's got to be ha some. What did, truth what did well, you said Bischoff replied to somebody? What did Bischoff have to say? Well. Bischoff was not happy. Oh, I can uh, imagine that because he got but, caught out, or because he lied. Um, it's 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 weird because he's he's pissed off the whole time, and but the funny thing is, is he admitted to a few of the things that Greg said. So that initially, I was like, or at first, before he started talking like that, I was like, oh, okay, maybe Greg. But then all of a sudden, Bischoff starts saying stuff, and he's like, well, I said, wait a minute, Greg did say that. Wait a minute, that did happen. It's like so. Bischoff tries to spin it in a different angle. He did admit to firing him and did admit that he said, oh, yeah, he went behind my back and I fired him. And But, like, I, man, I don't know. Is it almost worth, Tim, digging that up and hearing Eric Bischoff? I mean, I don't know. Like, we might have to do that another time. But, um, but oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, that sounds like, uh, like I said before, when, when he was explaining everything, that's like, that's what Bischoff did. That's what Bischoff mm -hmm. did. That's what Bischoff did. So now either Bischoff stole everything from Gagne, and Gagne might be the smartest man in professional wrestling other than Vince, mm -hmm. or, you know, Butthurt got fired making up a bunch of bullshit. I think, honestly, I'm going to say it's 50-50. Me too. I agree with you. I, I think it's at least 50-50. At least I agree with you. Now, Tim, I think we have time to go – we have to, dude. You have to hear the Hogan one, like you, you got to hear. Well, listen. At this point, as 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 much as he was, you know, huge in our childhood, and you know, he's the biggest star ever, and I still want to meet him one day, and 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 all that stuff. We know that Hogan was all about himself. He was. He was really, you know, the fact that he put anybody over is a fucking shock to me. It really is. Um, so, now, look, I, I've got up here an eight-minute 
Eric Bischoff shoots on Greg Gagne, and I have a 13-minute, uh, the same interview with Cornette about the Hogan thing. Now, do you want to you want to watch the Hogan one, or do you want to watch the response to Eric Bischoff? Oh, of the Gagne. Hmm. I play the Bischoff one. Since should we hear? Should we hear what Bischoff has to say? Yeah, because it's all. It's only. It's only fair, right? Since it's a retort, we might as well. Yeah, it's only fair. And once again, um, once again, this is purely. I just want to let everybody know that this is purely for. Um, we're we're reporting. We're not making any money off this. This is purely a reaction video, part of our show. I wish we were making money off this. I wish we were making money off it, but unfortunately we're not. So we're just going to be assholes. So here's the deal. So we we heard from Greg Gagne about Eric Bischoff. Now, uh, Tim, we are going to hear Eric Bischoff's side of the story. So here we go. Now this is you're going to hear a lot of response of what we a lot of what we heard, and this is uh, this is the Eric Bischoff. Uh, response, so to speak. Let's talk about Hulk Hogan for a minute. Meltzer in this era would report Hogan is not signed past December 28th, 1994. It's believed he's negotiating for full on paper control of the company in order to stay, but almost surely will settle for nothing less than the way of the power he already has, which is to mean full control of scenarios involving himself, John Tenta and Leslie, Jim Duggan and Hockey Talk Man and being a member of the new booking committee that reorganized this past weekend, which now consists of Flair, himself, Jimmy Hart, Eric Bischoff, Kevin Sullivan, and Mike Graham, Greg Gagne, and Bill Dundee were both let go. Is Hogan worth the money spent on his contract, the money spent to build everything around him? If they let Hogan go, does WCW deflate like a balloon with the air let out after all the PR work and TV hype built around him, particularly if letting him go and his crew go Bring some or all back to a struggling WWF and gives them a much needed shot in the arm. Conrad talks a lot. Factors to have yeah, to can you fast forward it? Process. Yeah. <laughs> a lot to unpack here. Oh, wait, here we again. go. But first, Greg Gagne and Bill Dundee both let go. What do you remember about that? Um, <clears throat> well, I'll answer that question, but I, I definitely want to put a pin in because again, like, you know, so much of the, um, digital diarrhea that I, I refer to whenever Dave Meltzer's reporting comes up, yeah, another guy doesn't like Meltzer. What he, his entire premise was wrong the very foundation of everything you read to me was absolutely incorrect. Number one, Hogan's was starting off with Hogan's contract. Wasn't up in December. I don't know where he would have got that. Hogan signed a two-year deal for four pay-per-views a year. So to suggest Whoa. that we signed him in July <clears throat> and his contract was already up in in December or would have been up in December is just flawed from the get-go. And then everything else that came after that as, as subsequently was flawed as well, except for the fact that, yes, Greg and Bill Dundee, I, I, I had let them go. I let Bill Dundee go because... <clears throat> I just didn't see or hear anything out of him that made sense for me to keep him. He just wasn't a valuable asset to the company. Um, and believe me, when I say that, I don't mean to you know, be, I have nothing against Bill Dundee at all, uh, but to, to stand out as someone who, abs who had absolutely nothing to offer amongst the group of people 
where I mean, there were a lot of people that didn't have anything to offer back then. You know, suggested oh. to me that he just he wasn't somebody I wanted to keep around. Greg Gagne, I let Greg Gagne go for an, an entirely different reason. I, you know, I brought Greg Gagne in. Number one, uh, I had really hoped that Greg was going to work out in WCW, and he he could have easily worked out. Greg was and probably still is in some respects a very very knowledgeable guy, and and one of the things that I think Greg was and possibly could still be, although the industry has changed so much since, you know, Greg was really involved in it. Um, he's a great teacher, when, when it, especially when it comes to psychology. And, it, I, you know, I, I go back to Vern, you know, and, and you look at a lot of the great talent that came out of Minneapolis, a lot of them, and I'm talking about announcers, I'm talking about wrestlers, I'm talking about myself included Hogan, and I'm not, uh, Hogan you name it so you know Kurt Hennig Rick Root so many top top talents came through Minneapolis they really did out of Minneapolis originally and a lot of the ones that really became successful I think owe a lot of their success to Vern Gagne because he had a great he was a he could be tough to work with you know, he was stubborn. He only, you know, he only saw things one way. Sound familiar? Um, he, 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 he was very rigid in his approach to things. But when it came to psychology, I, I, I thought I think he was one of the best ever, maybe. And that's probably not fair for me to say, or my opinion probably isn't worth all that much in that regard, because there's a lot of people I didn't work with. You know, um, so it's hard for me to really compare Vern to other people, but just by virtue of the sheer numbers of top talent that came out of Vern Gagne's influence, uh, I, I think it's a safe bet to say that Vern was one of the best. And Greg, clearly, having grown up in the business around Vern and with Vern, um, was a beneficiary of that. And Greg could be a great teacher, but Greg could also be uh, his own worst enemy. You know, and I think when Vern went out of business and the AWA folded. There was a bitterness in Greg. I think Greg always believed that. Uh-oh, what did we do? Oh, we have a. He should have, you know, and I remember hearing this story. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> when I went to work for, for AWA and after I had finally gotten to the point where, you know, Greg and Vern and others would open up to me uh, about, you know, what was going on in the industry and how, how evil Vince McMahon was and how, you know, Vince was trying to put, you know, AWA and all the smaller territories out of business. I mean, I heard all of the horrible Vince McMahon stories you could possibly hear as a young man, young kid, really young man, but in, in, in wrestling experience, I was a kid. Uh, I, I was, you know, I was very impressionable. I believed all of that stuff. And I, there was so much bitterness in Greg because I think he really believed he should have been, he should have followed in his father's footsteps. He should have been the head of his own territory. He, he when he got to WCW, he was grateful for the job because he needed a gig. Uh, but it didn't take long before I heard conversations and I heard them from, you know, Bill Shaw, when you know, my boss I said, Eric, you need to know something. This Greg, Greg Gagne is not doing you any favors. He's, trying to get meetings with me and when I do have a conversation with him over the phone he's he's pulling the rug out from underneath you behind your back and I, and I, I got so hot about that 
I'm thinking, he was a guy, number one, I thought he was my friend, which, you know, it hurt me personally Boy. that a guy that, A, I thought was a good friend. I mean, Greg and I and Vern had been hunting together, and we just did a lot of things together outside of the, the wrestling business. And then I, I I go out of my way, I get him a job in WCW, not just because he was my friend, he was my friend who had value, as I just described. And then to have him kind of go behind my back and, and stab me in the back and try to pull the rug out from underneath me, I thought, well, I, you know, at that point I got pissed and I fired him. And that's why I fired him. And to this day, you know, I, I, I hear these interviews that he's, I mean, I've seen some of them and I just, you know, it makes my head explode, <laughs> you know, where he takes credit for the NWO. I mean, what, what the fuck? wasn't even there uh and it was two years after he got fired uh he, he takes credit for bringing hulk hogan in i i got news for you greg if you're listening to this one of the reasons <laughs> one of the reasons that hulk hogan wanted to make sure that rick flair was in the fold is because he didn't trust greg Ganya. he wouldn't have come into wcw if greg Ganya would have had any real influence i had to assure hulk that greg wasn't going to have any influence because Hulk knew him better than I did, or he knew him in a way differently than I did, knew him meaning Greg. So when I, when I, to this day, he still has that, he still has those issues. He won't let go of it, and it's unfortunate. You know, part of me, you know, part of me will always respect Greg and because of my relationship with Vern, but, you know, as far as working with him, uh, you know, I let him go because I knew I couldn't trust him. Man, what a story. I feel like that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Who is this? All right. So, dude, who's 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 the guy doing the show? Who show is that? That's that's 83 weeks. That's Eric Bischoff's podcast. That's what it's called. No, no, no. who is who is interviewing him? Conrad Thompson, the one that does Pritchard and the one that does uh he does Arn, he does but he does he and Pritchard started him. So that's Conrad Thompson. He's fucking terrible. He is terrible. He's Rick Flair's son-in-law, by the way. He married Except Rick's for- oldest daughter. He sounds like shit. Like his voice yeah, is like he's, annoying. It goes through you. It's just kind of like that. It's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, it's like... They're, and they're, they're popular, dude. Like, they're fucking popular. Like, people love those podcasts. Not so much anymore. Like, Pritchard's getting... Like, people are starting to get, like, wise to Pritchard just because he's just a big ass kisser. And that's about all he does. And he's pro-WWF. And he'll never say a bad thing about him. And he'll never... You know what I mean? And Conrad... I mean, my, like you, my opinion is he's not great on-air personality. I mean, he fell in with the right guys. But uh, what do you think now, dude? You've heard Greg. You've heard Eric. I, I'm still with you thinking it is somewhere in, in the middle. There's a mix of truth. But honestly, dude, Eric sounds like he's backed into a corner a little bit when he's talking like, Almost like Greg called him out on about three quarters of it, and now he's just trying to like. I don't believe for one second. I believe Hogan probably, maybe didn't trust Greg because of what happened. But I don't think he would hold it that long. Like, I don't think Greg Gagne would have said. I think Hogan would. You think Hogan would? I think Hogan would. Gotta be honest. If I'm thinking about it, I think he would. Um, that's the part where I'm gonna go with Bischoff on the Hogan thing. You're gonna go with Bishop. Okay. The rest, except yeah, for the yeah. except for the NWO thing. Yeah. I, I might go with Greg. Me, me too. Me too. Dude, I, I just know. have a, it, it seems like that. Yeah. Do you have that weird feeling like like Bischoff's kind of like like 
kind of making shit up, like trying to like. Don't whatever. He, went, he went from a fucking C squad announcer to running the company. That yeah, and like that, that shit just don't happen. No, and he, I I think, and I I think that he's got it wrong. I don't think Greg really fucked him over because he couldn't because he was really is is equal or underling the whole time, and like. I, I honestly think that like fucking Eric took a bunch of his shit and just said fuck you and fired him. You no, know? probably did. I I, I, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't put that past. Look, this is a when you realize it now. It's a, that's why I'm looking forward to the new show. This is a fucking cutthroat business. Oh, dude, it's super cutthroat. It really, really is. I mean, it's a fucked up business when you really think about it. It is, and so it's... I would I wouldn't put anything past anybody anymore. No, no, and, and especially the territory show exposes some of that shit yeah like 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 you were just saying like i think we're gonna find more and more what really happened back then like you know what i mean but, like you said as much as you know you want to hogan was this hogan was that he was a bit of a scumbag like i i don't you know he was he he was all about himself he really he we make fun of bret hart but even him he really thought he was larger than life i mean he was technically his character was but he was, but he was, he, I was, went, he was smelling his own shit and thinking it was, you know, fucking sandalwood. So, <laughs> it's like, dude, it's not. No, dude, you're still a fucked up guy, man. It's, and you know, I'll, I'll give him credit where credit's due. He, without Hogan, like the face of wrestling would would never have, I don't think, become well, you, what you it can is. put it this way with Hogan. After all these years later, Savage is dead. Why won't you admit that he punched him in your fucking face? And that's where your black eye came from for WrestleMania. And he'll, what? Ne- he'll, he'll never admit it. But no. meanwhile, you got other people saying he went to his house looking for Elizabeth. He thought Hogan was hiding her. They got into a shoving match. Hulk fucking Savage punched him in the eye. He shows up on fucking WrestleMania with a with a fucking black eye. Yeah, that just and, doesn't fucking appear. Dude, Sa- Savage is dead. See, yeah, it's okay to admit that you got punched in the face by someone. It's okay now. Admit yeah. it. The, guy, the guy's dead. He's not going to come after you. He's not going to make you look stupid. Admit no. it. No. Never admit it. He'll but never dude, ever admit it. I think Hulk is a um is is like what do you what do you call those people the liar the habitual liar like he's just like a compulsive liar yeah compulsive liar. I don't think Hulk can tell the truth about anything anymore because like dude his issues with Barry and the Warrior and like you know I've heard a lot of people say whatever but dude there there's a compilation of people talking about the warrior from shoot interviews and dude, it's not all that bad. Like like real like wrestlers who are pretty straight up guys are like, you know, yeah, he was a little different. He kept to himself, but he wasn't a bad guy and this and that. And like, so, but Hogan buries him very savage all the time. Like you said, savage is dead. There's nothing to lose. Not like, and other than that, dude, why not just like, let it go and like, just, just be honest about stuff. Like, dude, you have no reason not to be. Your career's over. You made your money. You did this. Like, like just, just fucking let it out, man. You think it's like, gonna hurt? You think it's gonna hurt his his brand if he admits that fucking Savage punched him in the face once? So what? Well, dude, he even fucked Bret Hart over. Like he wouldn't work with Bret Hart because he didn't think Bret was uh, even anywhere near. But you're gonna, you, but you'll do a program with Beefcake with fucking Ted DiBiase and Irwin R. Scheister. You think that's fucking gonna draw money? Like, yeah. come on, man. I don't know. I don't get it. Like I don't I said, know. But that, that, that's a whole other show. <laughs> that is a whole other show. But, uh, but we, yeah, we, we, got, we did a minute, an hour and 15. So that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. That was. But we're going to so, start uh, playing. We're going to start playing more clips. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. We're having fun, dude. That, that's this right. is fun. And I people are lying. 
more when trailers, people listen, they're going to love it. Yeah, more trailers, more clips. All better. All better. So, uh, All yeah, better. I guess we'll wrap it up there. I don't. I think this week, I believe the biography is DX, and the rivalry oh. is Triple H and Mankind. Really? I believe, I believe it's this week, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. So I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to DX, but my problem with these A&E things is with the WWE Network, I know all this shit already. Like yeah, not, it's kind of you're not blowing my skirt up, like you're not yeah, showing me I don't know already. Yeah, you're, it's kind of like you're rereading rereading a book for like the eighth time, like you know but, what I mean. But it's like like Luger was new, I didn't know much right. about him, but I don't care because I don't think he's worthy of a legend biography. <laughs> and and he, get... he's a very boring individual. He just is. He is. There's, you're not you're not stimulated at all by anything. No, he's he has no personality. I'm not knocking him too because he's all fucked up now. Uh, well, well, whatever. By the way, you know Fuck he's him. born. He's born again. So oh, was he? They show. Oh yeah, he was saved. He was saved and oh. and, born and and Sting baptized him, and so he's all born oh, again. And he appeared on one of those Christian shows, and Sting asked him, "Who's the real total package?" And he said, "Jesus Christ." Is oh no! Fucking forget package. it. <laughs> he now he's the you know what he is now he's the total fucking he's the total douchebag. Fuck yeah. him. He wasn't worthy of one of these episodes, so no, fuck um, him. So, but at least I'll watch DX next week. I can laugh and enjoy it, and and uh, the rivalries with Triple H and Cactus or Big Foley, whatever. There's always a good one. So a lot of blood, that is gonna a, be lot a, good of, one. lot of good stuff in that one. So I think that's next week. Um, I'm gonna try to get me to watch one of these old. I, I just been busy, man, especially at work. We've actually picked up in business, so oh good. I don't have as much good. free time as I used to to watch stuff. But I'm gonna try to do that so we can bring back bring back the. Uh, the pay-per-view pay yeah that's yeah um what else is going on this week with pieces we said the boss is gone um no no match show um but what else is going on i mean we had uh empire with uh that was, Ed last, and, that was uh, sunday that was sunday that was last Ed night and was, yeah what was her name Ed and katarina yeah Ed, Ed and katarina, katarina. uh yep. last night double o deep dive with jason and jenny uh yep, tomorrow that was night good. is free because uh Granny's is on, coming on Saturday at one, an afternoon Granny's. An afternoon uh, Granny. And Thursday, I believe Skyliner is going. Okay, are you on that? Or tomorrow? I don't know. She hasn't. She hasn't contacted me yet. Oh, okay. If she wants me to go, I'll go. If not, nice. uh, I would. I think she's good. I think she, if she wants ratings, she wants. She needs Tim Tabala. Well, she, really she, what I'm she's saying. an EMT driver, so when she has a bad day, I just take that as I'm sure you had a bad fucking day, and I don't want to know about it. Oh so, yeah, that, that is. So that she, is needs, a, true, she yeah. needs a mental health day for that. I can do what you got to do because yeah, EMT is no joke. No, it's so, not. But uh, we're, are we, we going Friday? Or are we going? To, what are we doing? Are we going Friday? I I think we should just stick with Friday, don't you? Like, I mean. Uh, because, I like the, like I, said, I like the late night Friday, dude. We have a lot more people come that, you know. And I think we have a lot more fun too. Like, I do, dude. so let, let's let's get let's uh, let's set it in in stone. A to Z will be coming on uh, after nine o'clock on Friday night. And our new shows, uh, Blank Lincoln Collective and Don's uh, Am I on the Air? Yep. Uh, I believe they're supposed to make their. Video. I know they Black Lincoln did a video, but I don't know if it was on Streamyard and on on the network. Yeah, yeah I wanted to ask. They're, you. they're supposed to be coming on the network soon. That's what I thought. I was going to ask you, Tim. I mean, I see all their the hype they have and all the shows they do and all this stuff, but I'm I find it odd that they're not like part of our our network. I think like they're, they're with us, but they're. I, I think Steve. That's uh, what I thought. The boss said right before he left that they're going to be making their debut in the next couple weeks. Okay, good, good. Because so, they're, they're good. 
good group of guys, you know. That's good yeah, to have. Yeah. And they're fun, you so, know, fun shows. So yeah, more shows and, to invade uh, for us to invade. And I get yeah, exact one hundred percent. NWO um, style. NWO style. So, dude, I sent you my cliff notes of what I want to talk about. So is that pretty cool? What we're that, I'm yeah. down. With, you know, I'm down for cool. whatever. Cool. So we're gonna have so A to Z uh, after after nine. We're gonna say nine nine thirty on Friday. Um, late night as always. So we're gonna have some fun. And uh, that's about all I know with the shows. So that's all you need to know. Just remember, Pop Culture Pros, you uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Anchor, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Google, your mother's ass, uh, <laughs> all that stuff. We're there. Look you us up. You, you watch us or uh, watch us or listen to us. Either way, we're everywhere. Spread us, up share you. us, love us. Spread us like your sister. Spread us like your sister on her prom night. Exactly. That's all you got to do. That's all you got. Gentlemen, we are officially 11 away from 100. 11. And if if you missed last week's show, we might have a very special musical video coming your way for the 100th show, which I, by the way, I've got to tell you, I am working on the music as we speak. Sweet. I'm I'm actually, I actually wrote down a few uh, ditties that I want to try out. So we're going to have to get behind the scenes and and do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working on that and hopefully you'll get the music onto a, Flash drive, upload it, send it to everybody. Everybody writes their little rap or rhyme or whatever, records it, puts it back on the flash drive, sends it back to me, and we'll try to figure all that out and editing bullshit. And we'll have Fuck one of the yeah. funniest, funniest goddamn videos ever made. Dude, I'm so excited to do that. You, you don't have any idea how excited and I am. Even if it comes out very bootleg, I want it to come out very bootleg. I think it should be very bootleg. It should have that 80s VHS feel to it. Yeah. That's what, that's what I want. That's what I want. So we'll be 100%. looking forward to that episode 100 coming up in a couple of weeks. We are looking forward to it. Uh, the boss is on vacation, but we're going to say it anyway. You better have gifts for us ready to go because yeah. we are putting the books might be the flagship, but we are. We're the anchor. Butt, yeah, we're putting butts in the seats. So, yeah, we're the fucking anchor of PCP. They don't that's even right. fucking question it. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week. Watch all our shows. Watch everything. Watch this. Watch that. And, of course, remember one very important message. We're better than you, and we know it. See you. We do know it. Peace.